It's the Hoop Supply Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. by podcast i'm here today as always with three of the best fellas on uh, this side of the mississippi we got zach moore we got nick Wentz, we got devin pring how are you boys feeling tonight feeling pretty amped ready to talk some hoops as always a little curious why we're just the best on this side why not both sides yeah because james is on the other side of the mississippi I was going to say, it, it feels good to be on this side. This side I don't know is about nice you side. guys, but. A much yeah. nicer side of the Mississippi. Uh, the other side too speaking, big. That's not actually true, but in our hearts, it's the best side of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go ahead and uh, jump into this since it just happened. Um, Russell Westbrook's been kind of on a tear recently, and it has culminated. With his game tonight in a in a win against the Indiana Pacers, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists, shot 66% from three. I mean, minus the four turnovers, this was probably one of the better games. I mean, even four is not that bad for him. So this is yeah. When totally you get 21 assists and four turnovers, I think you can live. With it. That's a good ratio. <laughs> yeah. So, man, Westbrook is—he's uh, on a mission. He's—he—he he reached that triple double average again, and all of a sudden he's looking like 2017 Westbrook all over again. And, and let's just say that Bradley Beal didn't play tonight either, so he—he he led them to a win. I'm win? glad that we're seeing. Oh God, it was making me so sad when he was playing really bad. Yeah, because I—I really want him to succeed and I like him a lot and it was just sad seeing how people were trashing him as someone who was trashing him I'm very glad to see him turn it around because I like him it's just I was like it it was kind of like a trash like you really hate to see it you know what I mean but where are the wizards in the standings now I feel like they've been climbing I I mean I haven't checked I really don't know so if they haven't I don't want to Come off as well, a smart ass, but they they were on a like a five game losing streak a couple oh, really? weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So let me check their standings. They uh, currently sit at 12, 17, 28. How far back from the play in seed are they? So the tenth would be the play in seed. So they're two and a half games back. Uh, the Bulls, obviously, they got Vukovic, so they are probably going to be better, and they're ahead of them already. So. They have some work to do. The Raptors are also ahead of them, but... The Raptors will fall off. They're losing by 20 to the Pistons right now. Dude, the Pistons getting a W, that's what I like to see right there as a Thunder fan. But, man, what do you think about Westbrook? I mean, how do you... Is this, like, a fluke? Or is he, like... What has he done to his game to, like, 
bounce back like this, I guess. I don't think it's a fluke. I think this is just like typical Russell Westbrook. He ha- he has these outbursts every now and then where he puts up these crazy stat lines and they win. And it it happens yeah. every every year, every so often. I feel like. Like I, I feel like part of it too. Oh, go ahead, Josie. I feel like if you give him enough moment, like he's one of the best guys on a on a like a, a team with good momentum, like. When things are going well, they're going really well, it seems like. Um, and it seems like, at least on the outside, that the Wizards, like especially for his game, things are going really well. So I want them to continue this, but we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see if uh, they can keep up, keep the W's up. Um, yeah, yeah, they've won two in a row. We'll have to that's wait a and lot. see. We'll have to wait and see if Rui can truly average fifty points. They've also they've also lost nine of their last thirteen. Oh really? Yeah. So they really so, need him to kind of step up. The, like the, this. the sucky thing is, like, it seems like he he and Beal can't do this at the same time, though. Like Russ wouldn't have had this game tonight if Beal was out there. I feel like. Well, I mean, probably the not. Only game... from the standpoint of like Russ can't. Um, have 21 assists when uh, Beal is also like dominating the ball as well and stuff like that. The only game I can think of where they both played really well and won is their most recent win against the uh, the Nets. The last time KD played, that was a great they, game. That was a really they, fun game. I think they, they both had like 30 or 40. Like, I think Beal had 40. Russ had like a 30 point triple double. I think Russ does best when, like, we've seen him play off of uh, another dominating guard the past two years, but I think he does the best when he's offset a Paul George or a Kevin Durant, like a an elite wing. I feel like he he can he can shine and he can allow the, his his teammate to shine as well. But hey, I mean, Beal is. If he's not leading the league in scoring, he's almost right there. So, I think he still is as of now. We were talking about this earlier uh, in the Talking Hoops chat. Uh, it's crazy to think of how many seasons that Westbrook has played where the scoring champ was on his team. If you include himself, you have KD huh. multiple years, Russ multiple years, Harden, and Beal possibly this year. It is interesting. I never Paul, thought about that. Paul George was right there that one year as yeah, well. Paul George's top three MVP year. Oh, I never really thought about that, actually. That's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> you hear that? Shout out to Devin's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> made, made his first appearance on the podcast. Um, let's move on to to the title of this episode, to the main event. Let's just go ahead and get right into it if you guys are ready. Yeah, yeah go for it. I want to hear, at this point in the season, it's, I feel like the MVP, the MVP race has had so many different narratives. I mean, Zach's been keeping track of just the narratives in general, but the MVP race has had so many front runners, so many lead changes. It's been so weird this year. Whereas, like, Giannis just led the whole thing the past couple years, honestly. Yeah. So, 
it's, it's I want crazier when, when you consider we're like almost 50 games into the season. Like, there's not a lot of time left. Mm-mm. Yeah, we basically have 20 games left, which that's pretty well too. The NBA playoffs coming coming to a city near you pretty soon. Yes, sir. Um, not Toronto though, for multiple reasons. Dang. Um. <laughs> uh. So. I want to hear everyone's top five MVP ladder, if you will. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to go one place at a time. So we'll hear everyone's fifth and, ev- and everyone's reason for them being fifth and then so on and so forth. Uh, let's establish an order here. I'm going to have Devin go first, then Zach, then Nick, and I'll, I'll finish it off. Okay. Josie bringing up the rear per usual. Per usual. Devin, bringing up the mouth. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and hit us with your number five pick. All right. Uh, so my number five pick at the moment is uh, I have Dame at five. Damian, um, that would be Lillard, correct? No, I'm at a uh, Dalla. Yeah, Dalla. I'm at the rapper. Damian, <laughs> I, I thought he's getting a Grammy this year. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, the Blazers have been. Blazers have been looking really good, and like I mean, they always really look good when they don't have the injury issues they're used to. That and with Powell's trade, I think that's going to turn out really well for them. I think if their seating jumps higher, he could possibly climb to like three or four on the list. So, yeah, at the moment, I mean, I mean, it's just Dame. He's always up there somewhere. Mr. Dalla coming in at number five. Um, Nick, or sorry, Zach is next. Forgot my own order. Zach, who do you have at number five? Okay, I have a tie at number five. Is that allowed? Um, is it like, is there four more? Yeah. Okay, then yeah. Okay, so at number five, I have a tie between Joel Embiid and LeBron James. Because they're hurt, we know these guys were leading the way before they got injured. But now that they're out and they're missing games, I didn't feel right taking them completely off my list. So I slotted them both at number five and, and made it a tie. Now that you you say that, I wish I would have done that. But okay, that's a great that's yeah. a great uh, decision. It's a very political decision, honestly. But um, okay, Nick, who is your fifth? Uh, I was gonna put LeBron at five just because watching the last let's see five Laker games without him have been you know literally eye cancer because that's how bad they are without him. But I wanted to give, you know, like somebody who deserves it shine. So I put Dame at five as well, just because of what he did when everyone was out and the Blazers were still the sixth seed. And I honestly thought they were going to fall out of the playoffs altogether. So uh, him keeping them in the middle of the playoff race and not in the play, like the play in spots with their team getting healthy and them expecting the rise, he could he'll probably go up and like. I, I, I just want to say something. I feel like the like Portland Trailblazers every year is uh, the team's all together and they do really well. And it's just Dame's job to like keep them where they were when someone's bound to get injured for a while. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dame's got to yeah. play his flag. That's what stars do. I wish he was in a different situation, honestly. I wish he wanted more for himself. I mean, more than $50 million a year, but... Um, I also had Dame at fifth. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I mean, every year except for the Westbrook year, you have to have a really good record to win MVP. And the Blazers probably just aren't in that category for me. 
So while he has been individually one of the most valuable players in the league over the last few seasons, it's just hard for me to have him over some other guys who are um, having exceptional years and their teams are also having exceptional years. Okay. So for that, I'm interested to see where you have Jokic on your list then because the Nuggets and Blazers have the exact same record right now. Well, you see, maybe Jokic is not on my list. Oh, that you have to wait and see. Shocking. Okay, here we go. Let's. Get hey, but also that. some people are more valuable than others. I mean, come on, Damian Lord, he's kind of a bum. Is okay. he on the sucks list? He's no, but three, three of his teammates are. Yeah, I released the full list. Shout out Cuck Supply. Go check out the sucks list. The sucks list is available. Um. Okay, Devin, let's hear number four. Uh, four currently, I have Giannis. As an um, Antetokounmpo, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I have him as a... I actually meant to... Oh, hold on, I scratch it. I meant to put his brother. Uh, the Nassus? Not, not, the, no, not the one on the other bucks. I, I want the... Uh, I want the uh, yeah, you want, I want Costas. Costas. You want uh, Costas. Yeah, Costas. The 6'9 should be Costas. Uber driver. Costas. Costa. Costco. Okay, so Costco. What kind of um, car <laughs> you want you want Emperor Cusco, right? Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean Giannis has been doing really good, but I mean, yeah, I can't put him that high up because you I mean I, I like Giannis, but I, I don't think it's possible he's getting three in a row, so but I mean yeah, he's been good. They're definitely, I think, underwhelming in a sense that I thought they would be higher, but I mean I don't know. It depends on what the Sixers look like near the end with with Embiid out, how their seeding falls. But like, I still honestly thought they'd be like the number one seed, and I don't see them taking well, aren't, it. That's aren't the the Bucks like fifteen and one in the past sixteen games or something? The Bucks uh, are currently on a two game losing streak. Okay, it could be fifteen and two though. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Though <laughs> uh, I will say it was. Uh, Funny uh, watching him in a taco brawl it out the other night. Two big boys. Zach, who's your number four? My number four is Damian Lillard. You guys have all, I think all of you guys have mentioned him already, but what he did keeping the Blazers afloat when CJ and Nurkic were both out. And I mean, most teams would have probably fallen down in the standings, but they didn't. This man's averaging damn near 30 points a game on the season. And the Blazers are 10 games above 500 right now. So, I got him in number four. Okay. Nick? My number four, um, I'm probably going to get heat for this, but my number four is Harden, James Harden, just because, and this is not, like, he's been phenomenal since he's been at net, but I just, like, me personally, I just don't feel right putting a guy who gave up on a team nine games in. So, he didn't contribute to a team for nine games, came to this team and missed nine games. Like, I can't put him over guys who have played the full season for their team. You know what I mean? But I wanted to give him credit for what he has done because, I mean, he, he's been great. I mean, Barkley said it the other day that he's the best player right now in the NBA, which I don't agree with, but he's played like, I mean, he's been great again. So I wanted to give him some credit, but I, I can't put him top three personally. Wait, can I ask you a, a question about that? Yeah. If so I feel like James Harden um, had given up on the Rockets before the season had ever started mm-hmm. and was wanting out before then. And it yeah. was 
it's not really his fault that the Rockets didn't trade him. So would it be different if the Rockets had traded him at the beginning of the season? Yes, because if they had traded him at the beginning of the season, that's nine more games he's playing for the Nets. You know what I mean? Like, there's nine games he didn't play for the Nets where he was on the Rockets, and in those nine games, he wasn't exactly all-world after it. Like, that first game he had, like, what, 44-17 and 17 or 44-19, and 19. then after that, he, like, didn't even average 20. Okay, okay. Do you want to know his stat lines from just the first three games of the season? Sure. First game, 44-17-4, and four, and he shot... 57% from the floor. Second game, 34, 8, and 6. He shot 62% from the floor. Third game, 33, 8, and 6. He shot 41% from the floor. I think he's. About, I think he contributed pretty well. What about after that? Because there was, I can't remember if it was the fourth game or the fifth game. He got hurt. Like, he got hurt one game or he sat out. I don't know if he the the next three games were three straight double-doubles. Mm. I don't know. And it's just... Me, and the next I game was I, like, 20 and 9, so one yeah, off I, do, I just can't do Like, if you haven't – there's never been an MVP in the history of the NBA who's been traded midseason. So that's just where I fall. I feel like that was kind of out of his control, though, because it wasn't, like, his decision for, for the Rockets to not trade him. He had to, like, not show up to practice. He had to come out in an interview and basically say, I don't want to be here. And can we also say that the Rockets literally just went on a 20-game losing streak? Does that speak to his value a little bit? True, but they were also injured. Like they missed like their top two players for a good portion of that stretch. There's still I mean, they, yeah, their roster is ass too. Yeah, they suck. Um, With Harden, they definitely I mean, don't lose they, 20 in a row, though. Oh well, yeah, of course. I I think that Nick is. I mean, he, Nick has him in the top four, though. Yeah, that's, I wanted to give him credit. It's just I can't, I can't personally put him top three. That's just something that I feel isn't, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just something I so, can't justify. So let, let me ask you this though: You're holding nine games against him. Mm-hmm. So what is your opinion on all of the games that he's played with the Nets this year that he's led him to wins without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving? They've just I've been said, in it, and out I've of said the he's been great. I mean, he's played like one of the best players in the NBA. So the nine games outweigh every other game to you. It's just it, there has never been an MVP has been traded in the middle of the season. I don't think that starts this year. There's never been an MVP caliber player like demanding out like at at his peak like that though. I feel like at the same time, I can't remember honestly. I mean that's actually been traded because Kobe wanted out and stuff. But um, okay, well let's. I'm gonna move on to my number four. And I'm going with Joel Embiid at number four. I feel like before he went out, the whole race was about him and, and, and a lot of the ways that, like, I've said that there's been lead changes, a lot of them, but it's really because he's been out. I feel like this guy... Um, he was the constant guy, for sure. He was, he was always in the conversation, no matter... Um, how many times Dame was popping off or how many times LeBron looked really solid and stuff like that. I feel like Embiid was, for a lot of the season, a front runner. Um, and I feel like he should still get votes because he should still be have a place amongst this because he was the most consistent guy um, until he got hurt, unfortunately. But... 
Okay, moving on. Devin, would you like to tell us your number three? Oh man, my uh, my top three, I think, is where I get a little tighter with them. Ah, uh, I don't want to go out of these. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna go Jokic. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, if their seating was a little higher, he'd probably be my number one pick. But I mean, Jokic has just been phenomenal this year, and honestly, I would have probably had Embiid like above him, but. I just, like, while I want to do it off, like, my personal views on, like, who I think should be MVP in our performances, I think realistically his injury is going to cost a lot of votes. So I definitely think I'm going to put Jokic at three at the moment. and then uh, But the next two guys I'm going to mention are going to be uh, uh, very close. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jokic is literally just, like, the engine of the Denver Nuggets. I mean, he's just – I mean, he's still, like, crazy to watch. Even, like, after him, like, doing it for a couple years now, just, like, this this giant, like, playmaking big that just kind of does everything on the court. I mean, it's wild. I love to see him be, like, the first big man to get an MVP uh, since Shaq. So he's high up there. That would be incredible. Well, Zach, who do you have number three? All right. At number three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Interesting choice. I feel like he could definitely be higher on this list, though. I feel like the only thing keeping him from being the MVP is voters' fatigue. And, like, I want to see him win three in a row. Like, we haven't seen anybody win three MVPs in a row, like, in our lifetime. I feel like that would just be insane to see. And, I mean, the Bucks have been on a tear lately. They're the three seed in the East. They've been, like, top of the league or near the top of the league in offensive and defensive rating during the stretch. So. I think I think he's doing his thing, and I think it's kind of going unnoticed. Of course, with the Bucks, it's like this season it doesn't really matter what they do in the regular season because they really have to prove it when the playoffs come around. So it's like whatever they do, it's just like whatever to a majority of people. But I think he should still get some kind of recognition here. All righty, Nick, who is your number three? Coming in at number three, I have CP3, actually. Oh, wow, okay. So, seeing the turnaround for the Suns, even after their bubble run, they still finished as the 10 seed in the in the West last year. Seeing him take them from the 10 seed to the to the two seed, and honestly, I I've said all year I think that they're probably the third best team in the West behind the two LA teams, and that wouldn't be possible without him. I think there's a good chance the Suns maybe get the one seed. Um, I feel like he deserves more credit for their turnaround. I know they have Devin Booker, so he won't get as much love as he should, but, and he doesn't have like the most outlandish stat line, but Zach said it, I can't remember when it was, but it was pretty recent. You go look at every team he's been on, like the Lob City Clippers, 2017-18 Rockets before his hamstring. I'm not going to say 2018-19 because there was chemistry issues with him and Harden. And then the Thunder last year to the Suns this year, the impact he has is just, it just goes beyond this, the box score. I mean, you can't explain. It makes no sense. You can't explain. It. He's literally the point god. So that's why I have him up there. Just his impact on the game. Yeah, I will say, I feel like Chris Paul has shown as much for it legacy wise in the past two years. Than he has maybe in a lot of the a lot of the other years he's been in the league, sure, and not from I the agree. standpoint of obviously he's having great numbers, he's having great success, but I feel like the way that he has 
transformed two different franchises in a row. I mean, say what you want about OKC before you got there. They were nobody knew what to expect, and they completely transformed the culture of that team into a really, really positive one. And this year, like you said with the Suns, I mean, that is value. You're right. And he's he's number six on my list, unfortunately. But number three for me has to be the Joker, um, Nikola Jokic. I feel like uh, everything that Devin said is right about him. I mean, he is kind of a different kind of player. I, I, I've never really seen a center be able to do as much as he can do at this level. Unless you consider, like, you know, Giannis a center or something. But his impact on the offense is uh, crazy. It, it goes up to to the best in the whole league, up to, like, LeBron James and Steph Curry. I would put him in that category. And we've seen it all season long with him. Um, they haven't gotten the success as far as being the elite of the elite, like Zach said earlier. But I do feel like his impact on that team, especially with losing Jeremy Grant, has been like, he's had to be even more important uh, after losing such a key piece. So I feel like uh, I mean I feel like the the difference between my three, four, and five guys is so slim. You can move any any three of them, but or really any five of these guys. Uh, but I feel like that's why he's number three for me. All right. Number two, Devin, let's hear it. All right. I'm ready for this. I'm going to go hard in it, too. Um, As in James, correct? Uh, no, I'm actually going hard in his brother. He uh, plays on the uh, Dallas Mavericks. He's a third-string uh, power forward. It's a... Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, Dante. Yeah, Dante Harden. Yeah, look, he, he's real. It's it's kind of like the Taylor Griffin like uh, thingy where like a lot of people just swear he didn't exist. Like Blake Griffin's little brother. It's kind of the same thing for Harden. No one knows he exists, but he's out there. But yeah, I mean, the the man got traded onto the team and instantly became like just a. F- he switched his game up so hard, and. In the, not to say he like definitely wasn't the like he wasn't just like some ball hogging thing but whatnot but like yeah I mean he's literally just like he's like a huge scored facilitator um people continuously just shit on his defense despite not being it's definitely not as bad as people make it out to be like he's just he's just really good now and he's getting so much I don't know it, it just feels like we're watching Harden like transform and it's kind of wild because I didn't think he would at this point I thought he'd just stick with what he did but yeah, he's a, he's a second for me. <clears throat> wow, okay. Zach, who do you have second? Uh, I have the Joker, Nicole Jokic at number two. And you guys pretty much said everything that there needs to be said about this guy. Like Devin said, he's the engine of the Nuggets. That's a really good way to put it. I mean, without him, who knows where this team would be. Um, his his like offensive impact is as as big as anybody's in the entire league. I feel like like this is a big man controlling the tempo and pace of a game 
like we just talked about Chris Paul, like it's Chris Paul, like the way that he can control and manipulate a game as a, as a seven footer is pretty insane. And I think the only thing keeping him from being number one on my list is, is his record. They're the fifth seed right now. Of course they're in the West. So I feel like, I feel like when like this year's MVP race, because it's so, it's so tight, you kind of like, like team record isn't, it's not the most important thing like it usually is. Like usually MVP goes to best player on the best team. But I don't feel like this I feel like this year that shouldn't be the case. Because there's so many guys performing and the West is just a it's just a bloodbath. So Absolutely. Yeah, Jokic is number two for yeah. me. just to put what you said into context, out west, uh every single team that would be like well in a normal year. Every single, like every top eight team in the West, is at least two games above 500. Then for the two playing spots, you've got the Grizzlies who are one game under and the Warriors who are two games under, and they've both been dealing with major injuries. Pretty crazy. Yep. All right, Nick, who do you have at number two? I have uh, I have Giannis Acumbo at uh, at two. Just because. What? Remember, have you guys seen that video when he got drafted? Bill Simmons was like, I think people are going to start calling him Bo. I've what? never seen that. <laughs> what? What? Hold on, let me... Thing. He's just Bo. I'm like a Kumbo? Like a Kumbo? Is that what he thought? Yeah, yeah. He's but it's a P, it's not a B. <laughs> what did he Bo? That's hilarious. I know he said real. Bo. Oh. Dude, Bill Simmons like, is something else. Like Jack Black Panda. Start calling him Bo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've I've got Bo second personally. He's, he, I can't I can't say that, dude. Be serious. It's just, Wait, it's can, just... can I play that in the mic real quick? Oh, please yeah. do. Okay, hold on. Let me see if you can hear this. I'm gonna skip ahead. Like Milwaukee. But Brand said if he was like a high school all-American, like he would have been one of the top five guys coming into college. I like the pick. Unfortunately for Milwaukee, that's a reset button. Now they're rebuilding. But also in a market like Milwaukee, oh, and I think it's type of pick I think we're almost there. This might be bad content, but you gotta hear it. The big roster You gotta keep him on the big roster at this point. Allow him to work with your guys on a daily basis, practice with your team, travel with your team, get used to the NBA experience. His name is Giannis Jalen says he's going to be called Bo. That's yeah. what his teammates will call him. He gave it all his letters. What? That will be his name. That's such a cop out. He blamed Jalen Rose for Jaylen it. No, that's definitely it. him. So sorry if that was bad content, but you had to hear no, that, that if you hadn't heard it before. Um, I was a fan. So I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. That was a good, absolutely worth it. Um. Any, anyway, I I have him second just because uh, I would probably have him first again, but just seeing like like the Bucks defense have taken a big step back this year, so he's not. I don't think he's being as effective on that side of the ball. But his his shooting across the board has been much better like the last few games. Like right now, they're playing the Clippers, and he's shooting. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. He is shooting sixty six percent from three, and they're all like pull up shots, like into dribble into it. And his form looks decent. Like, it's gotten better. It's still kind of clunky. So I'm not sure how, like, consistent that will stay. But 
I think for them, like he started the trend in the direction of fixing like the build the wall stuff that people hold against him in the playoffs. So I think that's going to get him more MVP votes because I like like Zach said, voter fatigue, and then people will hold the playoffs against him. People have already come on ESPN and said that hey, I'm not voting for a guy who doesn't show up in the playoffs. Even so, doesn't that shouldn't matter? It shouldn't matter. Season award. Yep. So I think that uh, the shooting holds up for you know, the last 20 games, that'll give him some momentum, but I have him second right now. All right. Well, my second, and this may be a shock because I've said otherwise on this podcast, but (laughs) my second is James Harden right now. And here's my reason why. I I feel like this this is very close, but Harden is, I mean, I could talk all day about the good things he's doing, but I guess the reason I didn't pick him one is going to be that he's in a very good situation with coaches that understand how to use him. I feel like with a very good roster for him as well. Not that he's not carrying them a bit, but he has, I mean, he's had Kyrie Irving for a lot of these games. He has played some with Kevin Durant. so. I feel like he has <clears throat> had a little bit more help, and this, and that the he kind of walked into a situation where, hey, we can just go get Blake Griffin, we can just go get Lamarcus Aldridge, um, and we already have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and by the way, your old coach is on the coaching staff, and Steve Nash, basically James Harden before James Harden, if you want to say, uh, is the coach. So I feel like. For all of those reasons, you can't really hold it against him. I'm not saying he's had a bad season by any stretch of the imagination. He's had the second best season to me. And uh, you'll see why I picked him second here in a minute. But all right. We've 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 made it to our MVP round. All Fellas, right. who is the MVP? Devin, go ahead. I got Kawhi Leonard. I Kawhi. think... I think Seriously? this man is having one of the most like slept on seasons right now. Okay, he he's damn near having a 50-40-90. He's become just he's literally the, the the like lead like floor general facilitator for this team now basically. And like while Paul George is having a great year, I think it that and just it being Kawhi. I mean, no one really like thinks about him for the MVP race, but I mean the Clippers, I mean they're currently on a five-win streak. I, they're personally my favorites right now to win or at least make the finals, I still feel like. So, yeah, I got Kawhi up here. I think Kawhi's been great, and I think he's done a lot to uh, even, like, kind of just being the front, like, man of the Clippers. I feel like even from last year to this year, he's had a lot of improvements and just changes to his game to help the Clippers. I don't think we saw that one coming, but I I thought about Kawhi as well because I feel like the Clippers as a whole are going so under the radar this season. And maybe that's a good thing for them, but I feel like him especially, I mean, he's played, he hasn't rested nearly as much this season as he has in past seasons, right? Uh, Yeah, I think he's at 38 games. Well, that, like, just compared to, like, other players that share his same stat line and all that, his efficiency is just much higher than the others. Like, he, it's not like he's just going out there and, like, chucking it. Like, he's, I mean, there's still a chance he can get a 50-40-90 season. I think it's just his free throws is under. Other than those games where he missed, where Serge came down and elbowed him in the face, like busted his face open, I don't think he's missed a single game 
Dude, I forgot. That's so wild that like that's you're the only reason why they That's the only reason why they said he couldn't win MVP last year too. Mm-hmm. Wow. So honestly, a good pick. I mean, he should be in that conversation. I feel like narratively he won't be, but I, I like the argument, Devin. I appreciate it. I think I think another thing that hurts him is that the Clippers are. Wait, did they pass us? Are they the three seed now? I think they might be. Uh, they're the three seed currently, yeah. Yeah, so I think that might be held against him. But at the same time, if, like, like I mean, my, my pick's a lower seed, so I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just tough this year because no, there's no, like, surefire favorite, so they're all clumped in together. Like, you can make a good case for anyone. All right, Zach, who is your MVP? Well, I knew I would be alone here. So I feel like I always am when it comes to the Nets. But I have James Harden as my MVP. And because of the reasons that have already been stated, he's he's doing what he's doing without with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in and out of the lineup. Katie's only played 18 games. Kyrie just, you know, he just leaves the team for a couple games and then he comes back. He just did it. He missed three games. And Harden, Harden kept him above. He kept him, you know. Shout, shout out minutes. Kyrie for having a kid again. Oh yeah, shout out Kyrie for having. A yeah, kid. That, that's why he missed those games. That's it was his birthday, and they did his like his yeah. wife surprise him with the the baby in it. Yeah, that's the best the best possible reason you could ever miss games. Yeah. But yeah, Harden like just having an insane season. Like like Devin said, he did kind of transform his game. Like we always knew he was this great playmaker, but on this team, he's it feels like that's just that's like the focus is him getting everyone else on the team involved. And it's elevating the team in a way that I feel that we wouldn't see if he wasn't there right now. Like, if, if, if this was just... Well, obviously, because he's James Harden, if you take him off the team, they're way worse. But, like, guys like Jeff Green and Bruce Brown are just having, like, huge impacts on the team. And I think a lot of that has to do with how James Harden is leading the team and his playmaking is setting these guys up. Because... Like after the James Harden trade, everyone was just talking about how they gutted this roster and how everyone outside of the top three was trash. And all they did was add a Blake Griffin, who everybody said was trash for the past couple of years too. And they're still doing it. They're still they're still playing at a high level and James Harden is elevating these guys in a way that I don't think that a lot of players could do, if I'm being honest. I feel like every night he's putting up crazy stat lines, regardless of who's on the floor with him. And I don't hold those first nine games against him because he was definitely contributing and he put up crazy numbers in those games too in a situation that he didn't want to be in, in a situation that probably toxic. I mean, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but like he literally had his teammates like DeMarcus Cousins came out and was just trashing him in the media. Like, I don't know if any player could, could do more than what Harden did in that situation. So I don't let the nine games outweigh the other 40-some games or however many it's been. And he's my MVP. I definitely respect that. And um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, it's really close for me too. But I won't skip Nick. But I do. Wait, can I add a fun? Well. Can I add a fun fact for a second? Go ahead. Go for it. Or he mentioned Bruce Brown. Did you know Bruce Brown has like logged in minutes this year as a center? He sure has. Yeah, it's it's crazy. He's like their small ball center, and I love it. So I was listening to. Um... I can't remember what it was. One of like the little the morning shows. I think it was uh, God. First things first, and uh, so somebody pulled up the stat that like 
the the Nets' best lineup this season, and it's been a small sample size, has been Kyrie, Harden, KD, Joe Harris, and then Bruce ba- Bruce Brown playing at the five. And it's crazy because last year when he was on the Nets, he was their point guard. So he has gone from, like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Wait, Bruce Brown wasn't on the Nets last year. I think he meant he the was, No, yeah, you're right, the Pistons. I was thinking that he was there for the bubble, but no. He played point guard for the Pistons. That's right. I saw a even, thing that, I think even a little bit before, earlier this year, he played point for a few games. Yeah, I saw a thing where uh, uh, apparently last year's like whole Pistons starting lineup, everyone on that starting lineup is currently on a contender now. They're either in L.A. or oh, in yeah. Portland. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Wow. Reggie Jackson, Bruce Brown, Luke Kennard. Blake Griffin and, and Drummond. <laughs> we we literally have three Pistons on our roster right now. We're the LA Pistons. We got we had KCP, Arkeith Morris, and now Drummond. And three of them are going to start. Pretty crazy. All three are going to start, I guess, until LeBron and AD are back. The Los insane. Angeles Pistons. Yep. Well, I'm here to tell you guys why you're all wrong. Because every time you guys brought up this guy. There was no real criticism except for the fact that there's voter fatigue. I feel like Giannis is out of everyone left. I mean, I I do feel like Embiid would have won if he was healthy. I feel like Giannis is the most, like, pound for pound, best two-way, best X, Y, and Z, except for shooter in the whole league that's healthy right now. I mean, I feel like it's not even close because Anthony Davis was in that category as a two-way player, but now he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have people that are carrying teams, but uh, I feel like Giannis is also carrying a team that, let's face it, I mean, they have to play the Nasus in their rotation on a regular basis. They have a coach that uh, many think is wrong for their team. They do have a, a, a nice, solid starting lineup, but I feel like Brooke Lopez has regressed. Um, I don't love the rotation at all. PJ Tucker is a nice pickup. I mean, they, they're doing some good things, and Sam Merrill, maybe he could be a guy. But I just feel like Giannis has been – I just don't know how you could ask any more from a player. I mean, I do get what James Harden is doing is – almost equally as impressive, but I feel like Giannis holds his team down on both ends of the floor um, at an elite level. Obviously, Harden is underrated defensively, but, I mean, he's not he's not even close in the league that Giannis is as a defender. Um, and you could probably say, you could probably say that Harden is a way better offensive player, but Giannis is also increased as a playmaker i feel like this season i feel like that's not getting talked about uh i feel like for a lot of reasons just Giannis is is just being cast aside by the media because i feel like people think it's boring and i feel like he really is the mvp still and i've kind of had to think about that for a while to fully accept it because while I do love what James Harden is doing, I think I was a little bit blinded by the narratives that came with it. 
Whereas I feel like Giannis really has been the most valuable player to his team as a whole. I mean, it is close, like I said, but and I and I and I do respect the James Harden argument. He's right there, but I just to me, I feel like Giannis has been the most complete player. That's just facts. I agree with everything that you said. Yeah. That was just a minute straight tangent of facts. Uh, if Ian is listening, he will definitely appreciate that I just defended Giannis. Yeah, he's definitely uh, gonna bust one of that. <laughs> just to be blunt. Yeah, he's gonna bust a fat one to that one. Um <laughs> it is close. Like I feel like like you can't go wrong with any of the top three if you're well, I got I guess all of us didn't have the same top three, but I, I feel like the top three is pretty pretty obviously. You can make an argument for the top five, honestly. Well I, I feel personally I feel like the top three is pretty obviously hard and Giannis and Jokic and any of those three guys have a case to win. Outside of that it's like you really gotta. You kind of have to stretch a little bit for them to to be the number one guy. Not that the case isn't there, but it's 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 not as strong as those the top three. Creative to me. Pace, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think that, and I think we're gonna see as the season goes on, the Nets are gonna want to have continuity going into the playoffs. So at some point, I feel like Kevin Durant is gonna have to come back. I guess. Yeah, are you guys worried about him at all? Like seriously, because the the Nets have said that he was supposed to be back for a while, and they keep pushing him back. Like he's no. he's going to miss at least another week. They said. Oh, I'm not worried about him at no, all. Because... He's going to come back for the playoffs. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I feel like that's what they, they're not taking any chances with him. They're not doing. They're still but... winning games. Like they're the two seed right now. No, no, no. I'm not talking about them winning games, like getting a good seed, but. Don't you like we we saw this with the Clippers last year? That's why I'm kind of worried about the Lakers. Like I know if we're healthy, we're the best team in the West and probably the league. Like you can argue the league, but like with all the new guys that they have, KD, Harden, and uh, Kyrie have only played seven games together. Like at some point, they've got to like build chemistry between the three of them. Don't you agree? I think there's plenty because like of the Clippers not, never had that I'm opportunity last year. I think well, there's plenty of chemistry. Kevin Durant is like the most like aside from like Clay Thompson, maybe the most plug and play star in the entire league, and like Kyrie just missed three games and he came back tonight and he dropped like what? Let me look at the stat line: twenty seven on fifty percent. Like him yeah, and Harden, the, him and Harden have chemistry already. That and that's so the two that I was worried about because like they both need the ball to really succeed. You're worried about them? No, no, I said I was not now. Oh, I was about to say no. But, um, I mean, there's definitely missing three games to come back versus. What is this, like seven weeks, I want to say? Well, Him well, and that's, went at around the same time. That's what I was kind of uh, alluding towards, is that Kevin Durant is going to come back for the playoffs. I feel like yeah. I feel like he probably could be playing right now. Yeah, I feel like if he had to, he would be playing, yeah. But, so, yeah, there's um, no reason to worry then. I don't... So, my thought on that is, it's going to, like, when the Nets get fully loaded... Uh, the the narratives and like everything is gonna fall off for James Harden because he's not like the he hasn't like he's been right now the most consistent piece for the Nets. But when they get going, I feel like they're gonna be like I feel like Giannis is gonna have a way more compelling case as far as um he is gonna be the most valuable player at that point. But so I do see the argument. That's true. That's true. Let's say KD comes back next week and he plays the last 
like what is it like 20 22 games or whatever does that hurt Harden's case for you or no like assuming Katie plays every single game starting from next week because they'll I mean, still have three of the 15 best players in the NBA doesn't depends, hurt it depends how he plays depends how they all play yeah I, I would say if 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 KD comes back and all of a sudden Harden isn't the isn't like doing Harden things, then I would be I would be like okay, then Harden clearly isn't um, okay, well, one one B in this conversation like, anymore. Here, here's one of the things that I'm wondering, and this isn't like a criticism, it's like an open question. If it hurt Steph and KD when they're on the Warriors that they were teamed up, they couldn't win MVP. Why does it not hurt Harden and KD? Why did it not hurt on last year? Because it only, apply, it, it only applied to KD and stuff. Why do you think well, that is? Like, I'm, not, I'm just, I have no idea. Well, people were championing for him to win MVP all season. They were not, they were not doing that for KD and stuff. No, that's what I'm saying. Why, why would they not, like, why would it only hurt KD and stuff, but we don't hold other guys to that standard? Uh, I, mean? I think it just comes to, know. like, just this media view of, like, who are, like, the heroes and villains of each season. I don't know. I, I feel I totally like. agree. Yeah, I feel like people just didn't want a Warrior winning MVP. Absolutely. Actually, that's, well, that, that's why Harden won't win MVP. And, that's why anybody on the Nets won't win MVP. And by the way, Steph had just won two in a row. So It's also that, why, sorry Devin, Kawhi won't MVP. Were you saying people view the Clippers as a villain? Yes. No, I feel no, like no they, definitely not this year. I feel oh, like dude, you hate them. No, coverage. no, no, no. I'm talking about this year in the media. Yeah, they get March. no attention at whatsoever. Like, it's perfect for them. Like, well, yeah, no, because, aside so you, from Stephen A saying Kawhi owes everyone this, but like his st- typical bullshit, nobody talks about people don't them. like them. That's because well, people Stephen don't like A them. owes us a correct prediction of like who wins the finals. Yeah, up until <laughs> last year, he was what, like 0 for 9, his last nine picks? Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole video on how, like, mathematically impossible that is to be. That's like flipping a <laughs> coin nine times in a row and getting it wrong every time. But by the way, you it's like, it's probably even worse than that because you should theoretically have a greater than 50% chance of getting it right based on who yeah, is in it. it's like having yeah. a coin that has, like, a tr- like a giant spike on one end, so it can't even land on that end, and you still said, oh, well, it's going to be this side, and, like, then you find out that it just rolls off one side, has to be on the other. He's like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> it's um, crazy. Did, crazy. I can't remember. Did they exclude the years of, like, the KD Warriors? Because there's no way he picked the Cavs oh, in 2017. I think he did. He did, yeah. Sure, yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> the, Cavs, like, the Cavs, when it was just LeBron and then, you know, like, fucking George Hill and that year? No, in 17, it was uh, the whole big three. I know. I'm saying, like, like what happened that year? Did, did that year just get discluded? I don't know. But hey, what I will video. say about the Clippers is I feel like the media had their fun with them when they lost, and obviously so did we. But uh, oh, I had some fun. We <laughs> had a lot of fun. That's one of the most viewed episodes of the whole podcast. But um, <laughs> we, I feel like since then, like the media hasn't really had anything to say about them. So I feel like none of them really have a chance to be MVP unless they're sixty plus wins. You know. Well, yeah, everybody's just writing them off. That's what's happening. All offseason, everyone acted like they were just irrelevant. Yeah, and I don't... see people like who still say the Clippers are like the fifth best team in the West behind the Jazz and behind the Suns and the Nuggets. 
I, I'm more scared about the Clippers right now than I am the Nets because I mean they went and got Rondo, assuming he like comes back to playoff Rondo, which is a big if because he's been like, he's been worse this year than any year in his career. I mean he knows literally all of our players that plays our players. He knows our tendencies. He knows what we want to do and how we're going to do it. Like I'm worried about like that aspect of things. Dude, I don't. I don't get this thing. I don't get this thing you have against the Nets. No, it's not that. It's just like because I'm not sure. Because I don't know where our seating is going to fall. I have no clue what the fuck is going to happen with us. What like when LeBron comes back, when AD comes back. So we could end up being like the damn six seed, and they're the three seed, and we're playing them in the first round with our stars still not like a hundred percent. Like they're still ramping up. Yeah, I get. I get what Nick's saying. Like he knows that if like if they meet the Nets, you know you're going to meet the Nets. The problem with the Clippers, you don't know when you meet the Clippers. Yes, because. You don't know. I don't know when we're gonna get them, and I don't know what shape our guys are gonna be in. Yeah, we get I mean, to the finals. True. I know how I our guys you. are gonna be. End of the yeah. year, like seeding could change like instantly. They just snuck up. Bam! Lakers, Clippers, first round. Dude, the I, amount I, of the like dodging in the last two weeks of the season to see these top teams avoid the Lakers is gonna be comical. Like I'm so excited for that. Well, it's dodging either LA team. I feel like at this point uh-huh. you want to be in the seven or eight seed and get the Suns. I mean, I think the Suns are going to be sleepers, but you want to get the Suns or the Jazz in the first round if you're a bottom-seeded team. Imagine the Jazz, they wake up and they see the Lakers in the eighth seed after like this phenomenal <laughs> year. <laughs> it would be fucking hilarious. Oh, that would be so depressing. Donovan Mitchell averaging 70 points a game. I'm going <laughs> to circle 20-point losses. <laughs> so, to Rondo real quick, because I feel like He's the anti-Giannis, where he is completely shit <laughs> he in is. the regular season. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter, because in the Dude, playoffs... yeah. Playoff Rondo. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's, the one, here's the one thing I'm worried about Rondo. He's been hurt more this year than any other year that I've seen. Like He, he was good to play tonight, but he hurt his, uh, his right ad- adductor. So if he's healthy for the playoffs, that's going to be huge for them. But at this point, I'm not sure if he will be healthy. Hey, yo, that's my I favorite point so. guard. I mean, I Chris want Paul. him to be. Listen, I, I'm calling this right now. At some point, we're going to get a clip that goes viral across NBA social media, and it's Rondo, like, calling out a Lakers set before it even happens. See, listen. listen. That's going to happen. We played, uh, we played Atlanta on Rondo's birthday. And so, for I'm pretty sure it was Rondo's birthday. I could be wrong with this. And so, like, for his little gift. The team called out one of their plays from last year to fuck with them, and they played like they did something completely different. He was all out of sorts on the court. It was one of the funniest things because this was this was like two minutes before courtside Karen came out. That's actually hilarious. It was really that. funny, and he like they talked about the post game press conference. They said they had a good laugh about it. So I mean, that, like just little things like that. I'm excited to see if he is healthy. Like I really hope we see Lakers Clippers this year. Hey, Nick, you buying a Drummond jersey? I'm buying a Drummond jersey because he's wearing number uh, two, and when Kawhi comes next year, I can scribble it out, put Leonard on the back. Is uh, yeah. shirt jersey? Yeah, shirt jersey. Jersey. I have oh, some dude, shirt jersey. I'm definitely buying the Vooch one, 100%. I have a shirt jersey. I'm just not a big sexy. jersey person. Me either. I'm not either. Yeah, the problem is I've never really had like... a I've never had a jersey. Like, whenever I was a little kid, I had WVU ones, but never, like, that was it, like maybe two. Like I had a Deshaun Butler one, but I never wore it. I have some jerseys. Sorry, go ahead. 
Uh, uh, no, yeah, I was going to say, the only, like, I have some jerseys just because, like, I got good deals on them. I don't even wear them. I just, like, having them as, like, pieces. But, like, like yeah, I have, like, a Donovan that. Mitchell jersey rookie year just because I got it for 40 bucks and then found out, yeah, it is authentic. It's a, it's a real jersey. Um, now, I do wear, like, the only time I ever wear a basketball jersey is if, like, it's, like, over a hoodie just because, I, I mean, that's about it because I look ridiculous in anything that's sleeveless. <laughs> but like I love my like I got a Gilbert Arenas jersey and I love that fit. Your profile picture on Instagram is you and Tony Parker jersey. Well, I have a Tony Parker jersey too, yeah. Nice. Also have Oh my uh, god. The Cavs are down forty to the Jazz with ten minutes left in the ball game. Dude, don't worry, bro. Uh Dante Exum no, he's on the Rockets now, never mind. Uh 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 no, okay, did McGee get on. traded? Yes, he got traded to the Nuggets. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> who's coming back for 50 points? Sexton. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, hold up. So, I have, I have, on the jersey thing, I wore two jerseys pretty consistently throughout, throughout my life. Only two. Mark Fault, Sixers. Which two athletes were they? Well, oh. definitely was Ross. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, I was going to say. That is incorrect. Ooh, it was really? uh, never it was under Russell Times jersey. Ward jersey. Is it, is it uh, Paul George? I never had a Paul George jersey either. Hey. Kevin Durant? Yeah, so I got... Uh, shout out to Raymond Kresic. He just gave me a, a KD jersey one time. Nice. Uh, that was one of them. The other Reggie one... Jackson. <laughs> ...is not a basketball player. Wait, you're wait. Ooh. Hold on, I saw you like every day in your Detroit Andre Drummond jersey. <laughs> is it is it uh is it Peyton Manning? It's Peyton Manning. I still yeah, have that. That's good. Oh. That's crazy. <laughs> I found that my dad had a ton of Michael Jordan jerseys, even though he was never a Bulls fan. Dude, when I was a kid, I used to always wear a Pittsburgh Penguins Sidney Crosby jersey because every kid had like some kind of Pittsburgh athlete jersey in school <laughs> back in Pitt. Oh yeah, well even even in West Virginia, like uh, Steelers jerseys were a big thing, especially when they were winning Super Bowls. Yeah, sure, I yeah. still got three Steelers <laughs> jerseys. I got a Paula Miley, a Roethlisberger, and a Parker. This reminds me, I'm gonna buy a Thunder hoodie after this because. I don't have a thun- I don't have much thunder apparel right now, other than an old Westbrook shirt, and I think that's all I got actually right now. You, you should a... try to get one of like the city edition uh, door jerseys. They look Dude. so good. There's a hoodie for the, the city edition. Like that. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, I know the Bulls do. I assume every team would them. I want the cat. Uh, I I wanted the Cavs one so bad, and I'm gonna buy it when Zach and I go to the game if it's available. Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't know that was a thing. Hold up. Is Maybe the, the Cat City jersey the black with, like, the little white stripe on the side? You know what I'm talking it's, about? It's the one, it's the, I've grown to love it, actually. It's the Ransom Note one, but every letter is a different letter from a famous band. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it says Cleveland. Um, there's a hoodie of it, and it looks sick, but the shirt jersey I have of Sexton is also that jersey, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had that. Uh, I do need a Spurs Fiesta. Yeah, okay, so here's... I'm going to send you uh, a screenshot of the uh, the City Edition hoodie. It's almost sold out, though. You can can look at it while we're here real fast. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm def- I know I'm definitely copping that Vooch jersey. Dude, I can't even really front. Good. Like, I watched the Magic as like my second or third most team, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching the Bulls a lot more now as my second team. Heck yeah, the Bulls because like they got them. Vooch and like I like Troy Brown Jr. I think I'm glad that like a guy like of his like skill sets finally gonna be on a team that like they're gonna play him more than like two minutes a game. Dude, I swear he only played like 13 minutes in the first game, and that's all it took for all of Bulls Twitter to fall in love with him. Dude, he's sick. He's a great defender and, like, wing playmaker. You you talked about this, or you said it last night. The funniest thing that I saw on Twitter was, because uh, you when you mentioned this, I went to look, Otto Porter Jr. played 30 seconds, and the Magic fans started calling him the tank commander. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's so great. Hilarious. That's hilarious. People are loving uh, Gafford on the Wizards. Yeah, he was doing yeah, really well tonight until he got hurt. They took him out in a wheelchair, so I don't know what happened to him. Dude. Him and him and Hutchinson literally had no place on the Bulls, so I hope I hope they can find something somewhere else. Yeah, They're hopefully they can not be a piece of shit on some. Yeah, other on team. the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna wear the Vooch jersey to the Bulls Cavs game? Uh, yeah, if it gets here in time, definitely. Yeah. Oh gotta, my god! I still haven't bought it, but I gotta buy the, it. The authentic City Edition jerseys for the Thunder are two hundred dollars. Really? I'm looking at a Dort jersey right now. 200 bucks. That's crazy. Dude, I'm so glad that, like, I didn't buy a Vooch jersey, like, for the Magic now. Because I came very close to buying, like, the uh, the orange and uh, black ones. Oh, those are sick, though. I love They those. are, but, like, he's a bull now, so. Yeah. Dude, that throwback. video of him made me so sad. The, I, I came in as a boy and left a man. Oh, dude, he's, like, crying. Dude, he yeah, loved that Orlando. Sad. That was sad. He'll, he'll learn to love Chicago. Well, he I'm does. sure he will. He Didn't they show like, pictures of him up. as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, he was a big Bulls fan growing up. I didn't know that until now. Wow. Happy endings for, for all of us. Um, and speaking of which, the happy ending for this podcast, because I think we've reached the end of it. Um, if, you've, if you've liked what you've heard today, please, uh, please leave us a rating. Please subscribe to us. Please follow Hoop Supply on uh, on the old IG, on the old TikTok, on the old uh, wherever else you can be found. Twitter. Uh, uh, Parlor. He is not on Parlor. That <laughs> is why. Let's chill out that a <laughs> is that the second time I've done? I can't even remember. Let us know if you want to see a Hoop Supply OnlyFans. That could be in the works potentially. I mean, yeah, it could correct. basically just be a Patreon. I mean, would they just pay to see us? That'd be awesome. <laughs> We've soft floated the OnlyFans for a while. Um, let us know if you want to see a uh, a uh, what is it called? The well, it's like, uh, Hoop Supply Fortran. No, it's basically like uh, girls. It's it's exactly like Instagram, but it's like an Disco? aesthetic. Visco, yeah. Yeah, who's yeah. like Visco? It's just us taking photos of us in our jerseys. <laughs> I'll have like a semi-nude video of me in my uh my arena's jersey, my Agent Zero jersey. I'll call it Agent Zero Clothes. If you want to see a picture of Josiah Cook in his Peyton Manning jersey and nothing else on Visco, let us know. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> can make that happen. All right. Well, this has been a, this has been a great episode and. Uh, We will talk to you guys next week. Um, Later, fellas. Bye. Peace. See ya.